The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The reason uh, that was is because we were under uh, a junior consultant, and um, another doctor came in, a qualified doctor, and he went through files, and he found that the junior doctor was over medicating. Yeah, don't worry, I'm not children. suggesting I'm going to sit the kids down to he watch Love Island, but very few people apparently drugs, are watching it, or certainly fewer than in years gone by. Orla Condon, podcaster uh, with uh, my pod on paper, is with me now. Uh, Orla, you're welcome to the show. I mean, this one is the tenth season of, of Love Island, uh, as I understand the, it, the uh, and is it less popular? Dawn, which is an antipsychotic, schizophrenia, and bipolar. And he told me the reason that he put my child on that over to Irish TV and Irish fans could watch it live. That my child had autism, and since then it was. And I told I'll tell you what, uh, Orla, we're going to get you back on a different line there because that came up on us um, uh, a, a couple of times. So while we do, it just gives me an opportunity to mention another couple of things that are coming up so in the show. We were talking about inflation we were called uh, with uh, Derek Cassidy from Bonkers. Uh, and there's and an inflationary said, Look, story uh, in the business news with Emmett Oliver a little bit later. So Heineken have had to cut uh, their the uh, profit forecast for the year because and people have less money to spend on drink. But of course, inflation is impacting Heineken said, as well. So they he have said, to keep mean driving up uh, the price of no, their the product. So they are caught in something of a vicious circle. Now, I don't feel too far. Mm. Sorry for them there. When he the profits are still going to run into the billions. But anyway, Emmett is going to talk us through the detail of that story in exactly an hour's time. People remember then that we're going to reload the cash machine at some point between now and then. And all of that. But Orla Condon is back. The, the consequence um, of so that, Arla, though, is Love that Island, less popular than you ever find before, yourself relying on less a doctor that before, doesn't yeah, live in would, Kerry, that doesn't live in Munster, that doesn't actually live in Ireland, but is living in Dubai. How did that come about? That came about after the Matthew report that Mary Buckler and the HEC could not get a fully qualified consultant in Ireland to move to Kerry to cover so why is it is it just a simple case of everything having a best before date and people are bored of it or is it something more they call it so basically what that means is that you can sit there on a Zoom call with this doctor over in Dubai and he'll prescribe medicine and he'll listen to you and whatever he writes down then the people in South West are in in camps in South Kerry go by what he says but I have refused that service there's just a lot more kind of options because for, for the simple fact I think this year they've I don't made believe it was to try and change things up and get people so back on board back but I think the biggest thing for people now is just the length of the month Mark before, before we talk about when he comes back and, and the service you avail of when you say you don't think it works you just mean the the telemedicine aspect is it that he's not in the room so what are the future trends in reality television how is it changing with a doctor and he thought you would test I mean, Netflix without can consume as the money uh, wants, even checking so you Ireland out. has always kind of no, required you to be there every night at 9pm um, and people just aren't willing and to I have that appointment TV with it anymore because me, it has grown stale because we're not getting these big and shot fashion moments anymore diagnose a and I think people aren't able to consume it in a way that's flexible and they're going to move to streaming services like that. So you mentioned this doctor he does come back and that's when you see him is it? Yes he goes back I think it's once a month he comes so, back, he's thrown I mean, over. is there anything the to be done for Love Island? Do they just accept the writing is on the wall? Producers move on to something else or can it be salvaged? 
Look, I know there's a lot of people who'll be praying. Hey, and there's going to be people listening to this, Morris, and they'll think, you know, the, the masky report and everything that was happening there was just so egregious. It was so wrong. But as a solution, this leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, your 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 son's doctor lives in Dubai. It's crazy. Performing really well. It's absolutely insane. I mean, this week's winter and on top of that, you were talking about achievable for not again very vulnerable children here. And there's reports today that we're uh, this is the kind of care that you get from the HSC as well as Mary Buckler. Like, I mean, like, it's like fine for Mary Buckler to go on and TV or talk to us and give us the right walls and the right talk and everything else. But it's the doing of it kind of the structure, how long it runs and the demand that we're putting on fans who want to watch it. Making a little bit of a lighter and in the whole kind of they will invest now, in somebody in Dubai yeah. nice a week rather than uh, what we're doing currently. What she I, might I say is, she, she'd love to say, but well, she probably they, can't they, find the, anyone to take the job. The negative stories no, about and, and how contestants were treated afterwards or the lack of support offered to them, the uh, certainly in the early seasons. And did did, did all of that as well have a bit of a kind of a drip-drip effect on people? After what was done to Dr. Sharma. Absolutely, I think it was interesting in a way in that with no other reality show there's such a link to the conversation about the duty of care to Islanders and the mental health of Islanders it's so ingrained in the conversation around Love and Island tell me for, this. for I mean, the last four or five years and very much a conversation you worry that we have on the podcast all the time your son, we all worry for our kids very, but I mean do you, do you, do you particularly worry for your son from the show um, you know, well, given that he only gets this appointment now once a month years, and you know, in between small, times if there's any sort of problem you know yeah, it's not like calling out to the GP your doctor's not in a practice down the road but you see the thing about it is that you don't even see this is this is my point it could be once every three months because there's so many people in South Kerry and if they don't accept the show so you could be waiting three months for an appointment with that doctor from Dubai so four times a year that's the best the HSE can offer you is that we'll find you some for your son to see but right, it, well, if you want to see him in the, person, the, the, it'll the only line has four times as, a year. Well, as we could have expected yes. there. And, uh, I mean, like, that's thank even you, Arlo, for your time, Arlo Conlon, and my pod on paper because podcast. Because we only saw him once. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk. The whole system is so dysfunctional, Morris, isn't it? It is absolutely insane. And, I mean, like, I just can't believe it. Because, I mean, like, if you look at the report that came out uh, yesterday or the day before, they're saying that there's, and they're right here, that there is no services for children after hours that are suffering from mental health. Mm. You have to wait for the Monday to come before you can contact them. And between the Friday and the Monday, God forbid, the child could have committed suicide between them two days. You've been dealing with CAMS for years, Morris, is that right? 20, 24 years now, 23, 24 years, I've been dealing with CAMS. Was, was there ever a time it worked well? I don't believe so, because my son is 23 now, and he was put in Ritalin when he was four years of age. And legally, he was supposed to be six by the Medical Council. But when he was in Arkerry, he was putting whistling when he was four. 
now just speed inside Rickland. So that just shows you how far this is going back. This is not today or yesterday or since the Maskey report. This is going back over 20 years. So what needs to be done, Morris? What needs to be done, as far as I'm concerned, is that, and I've called this from day one, they have to dismantle arms from not the administration, not the underground staff, not the social workers, but from management up. Middle management all the way to the top. They're, every one of them should be fired. And a new lot brought in to see could they do anything with the service. Do you think that part of this... And look, there, there's problems across the board in the, the, the health service in terms of accessing care and being on waiting lists. But do you think that some of the problems are, are compounded when it comes to camps because there's still a bit of a stigma around mental health. It's still not taken as seriously. Uh, well, by, by, uh, by camps, it is taken seriously. And I must say that for them. But they don't have the money. They don't have the, the, the services to offer people. It's like I went there now and I had to get my child uh, privately assessed because of the junior doctor saying that he had autism. No, it came back that he didn't have autism, but that they recommended that he see a clinical psychologist as well as an OT. No, that was two months ago, and I'm still waiting. So, sorry, the, 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 the official diagnosis was autism, as you said right at the outset. You then had to pay out of your own pocket to, to convince them what you knew, that he didn't have autism, you got that diagnosis that you had to pay for your, your own pocket. Then the, the, the public system says, well, you've got to wait now several months to see somebody. Yes, I'm waiting two months now, and I was told that, that we'd be rushed because Jason is coming to the age now where he will fall through the cracks of the mental health system. He will go from being an adult, or sorry, a child, Mm. In into the adult services. And I mean, like, I've been calling as well for that there has to be another way of dealing with children with, with mental health problems besides medicating them. Because if you see a child like my son that was medicated, depression, anxiety, gaining weight, suicide attempts, and it was all down to the medication he was getting. You must really worry about him, Morris, do you? I do worry about him. And I mean, like, I worry every day. I still get up at four o'clock in the morning, walk the hallways and just peep into his room to make sure he's still alive. You know, like, and that's heartbreaking for a parent that they have to do that because I was so used to doing it for nearly two years, walking the hallways just to make sure that he would stay alive till the following day. And how is he today, Morris? He's, the depression is still there, so is the anxiety. He won't go to school. And when he's in school, he won't go to class because he feels like he's um, uh, alienated, mm. you know, because of his behaviour and stuff like that. And we're just trying to push him now 
to try to get the junior out the way he'll actually have some qualification and maybe some kind of life. But all we want is the child to be happy, to be like like any child. But we are we are not getting that because of the medication that the child was on. It's going to take years of therapy, of intervention to try to get him back to being the way Jason was before he started the medication. Well, listen, Morris, um, we we thank you so much for your time and for sharing the story. And as I said right at the outset, uh, it's detailed as well in the examiner today. So listen, thank you so much. You're more than welcome.